listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank. This is Corey. All right. Hey, first of all, sorry, I hate to interrupt you, Derek. That 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 is Derek. This is JK3. I want to get in front of it right now and apologize to my esteemed colleague. Uh <laughs> Derek, I won't put your government name out there, but 27-20 over the Colts, I, I, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Well, you know why we won the game, right? Because you finally changed out your dang batteries. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> that is that's what it is. Won the game. Yeah, you finally changed out your batteries. See, see, when good things happen, when you do, when you do good stuff and do right thing, good things happen, JK3. So it's all on you, nine volts all the way. <laughs> Yeah, and for for new listeners, uh, he had a smoke alarm that uh, kept going off in the last few episodes that we tried to tell him was very... Several smoke alarms. Yeah, actually (laughs) multiple smoke alarms, which is a major safety hazard. Uh, He thought it was calming, which is weird, but anyway. But you know what's crazy? Since I've changed those smoke alarms, like the beeping has been just... It's ridiculous. I thought it calmed me, but it's actually calming to have quiet in the house. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I definitely yeah we we know what you mean sure oh, that makes God. sense um but yeah what was your prediction Derek was it 27 to 20 or was it close so to it, it was it was 27 20 Indianapolis the Colts uh, obviously okay. you know I'll be the first to admit I didn't pick the Jags to win but I did not think it would be 10 to 7 or 14 7 whatever uh JK3 said uh I thought that we would be able to put up points and uh you know, hey, I'll take it. I'll I'll be wrong if we get a W. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you guys think were the contributing factors to to the win? I mean, obviously, and we can run straight through everything. But I know JK three, you were pretty hyped about Robinson as as was everybody else, and oh, shocked. I think. Gosh, a man. So, I'm not. I'm not giving. I'm not giving Caldwell his flowers yet. Um, but if this does work out. He may be the smartest person in the NFL. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, this changed. <laughs> this changed. But, but no, man, the, the, the James Robinson, man, it, it was it, – they, they established a run early, and I think, Derek, you know, this is one of the things that you lean on most and, you know, the way to be – you know, successful NFL team uh, is to establish that run first, and that opens up the rest of your playbook, and that's exactly what they did. Robinson was gashing uh, the, the Colts, and he was hitting them for, you know, uh, about five to seven a pop, uh, and you know, he continued to show that he was an actual threat, and in the play action stuff and things like that, that that's what opened up and really made them really expand that playbook, and then in the second half, uh, the Jazz went right back to the run. Um, you know, Robinson had that, you know, that, that, uh, that play where he you know, hurdled like two, two and a half or two people, um, you know, and, and I think it's really because of the run, the offensive line, um, you know, w- was, was phenomenal. Um, they, they did a really good job of, of protecting. I think Minshew uh, does need to clean up a little bit of the pocket stuff, which we'll probably get into like a little bit later or whatever, but all in all, man, you can't, you, you can't be mad at a W. And if you're scoring 27 points and beating Phillip Rivers, you can't, you, you oh, two picks, two forced by him. Mm-hmm. Oh, should have been three, two picks forced by him. No complaints here, man. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when you look at how they were able to establish the run in the first quarter, and the Colts were – they were running too. Marlon Mack got hurt 
You know, uh, you don't wish injury on anyone. And had he not gotten hurt, could this game have been different? Sure. But, you know, this that's football and that's what happens. So um, they were still able to do some things. But the Jags really kind of, you know, buckled down and, and tried to clean that up on defense. As far as Robinson, man, there's two things that when you look at football, it's two things called the two T's, man, talent and tape. Talent meaning the players on the field and tape meaning what the coaches review. No team has no tape on this team at all. And what I mean by that, I know that's kind of crazy, but out of the 31 other teams, we we have probably the least amount of tape. for Because well, they don't know anybody that's playing on the team right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and that sounds kind of pitiful, but if you use that to your advantage and know what you have and, and know who you are and stay within your means, like Minshew just stayed within his means. He threw the ball downfield and gashed him when he had to. But when he didn't have to, he took what the defense gave him. He kept moving the chains. He kept that defense on the field. And that's how you do that's how you win. When your defense is, you know, struggling like they were in that first quarter, and then we had some drives going, he was able to give them a breather so they could reset. That's the sign of a good quarterback. That's the sign of a leader that understands that and knows that that's how it's won. And that's how that's how you you keep yourself in the game. Uh, but shout, shout you know, hats off to the whole team, man. Yeah. To the whole team, they they played a phenomenal game. I think they played a a, a complete game. Um, you know, there were some, there there were a lot less penalties than what I thought. I think the Jags had, I, and I may be wrong, but I think they had like five for forty six, which is a lot. Uh, it's not a lot. It's it's I think it would be like a medium amount of penalties that they had. Um, you know, some things that need to be cleaned up. Probably like again, they there's no preseason, so you got guys really out there just. Uh, you know, can't hold their water, jumping off sides, uh, you know, a couple of plays where they were a little bit of aggressive. But the thing that really bugged me the most, if I was able to nitpick on, on some of those things, those penalties, man, were just so costly in like third down. There were some there were some penalties that really happened on, the, on, on that really could have got us off the field, like in a hurry. And, um, you know, you, you got to make those mental mistakes. They, they've got to get cleaned up. You know, you, you've got to be able to clean those and you got to wrap up on defense too. There was a, there was a couple of plays where, you know, Miles Jack was where he should have been, uh, should have wrapped up. It could have made a great tackle. Schobert had a couple uh, of missed tackles that should have been wrapped up. Um, but all in all, again, first game out the gate, if they put up 27 points and this is the first game out of the gate, nothing I can be angry about or, you know, too, too critiquey about. Yeah, I mean, just some of the stat lines, Minshew, 19 of 20, uh, 173 yards. I mean, 19 of 20. I mean, just that's crazy. If you look at the, yeah, if you look at the receiving numbers, just look how many guys are on there. I mean, you have Keelan Cole, five receptions, Chenault, three. I mean, right off the bat, and, and we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, they had him in the uh, the Wildcat formation. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? That was kind of fun. Is that like a Jay Gruden thing coming out here, some of the creativity? And that and the fact that, you know, not that deep at the running back position, so you had to get creative. And they got athletes. They've got yeah. athletes too. They, mm-hmm. they they've got bodies that can actually that that can you know do those type of things. That that would have been, um, you know, for some of the folks that that have you know followed this team for a while, uh, Denard Robinson. You know that that you know that offensive weapon type thing. Um, Lavishka is just bigger and more athletic. So it actually works when you actually want to run the the Wildcat offense with someone that's like built like him. Yeah, it, it's very it's very creative. It's 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 just a sign of good coaching, 
you know, on the offensive side. You know, Gruden, you know, he's not the best, you know, in the league, but he he's better than what we've had the last two or three years. That's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, 10 different receivers out of those 19 total receptions. And then on defense, Miles Jack's stat line looks pretty good. Is he – I mean, it seems like the first game right off the bat, you know, back in his kind of more natural, I guess, what you guys perceived as the position that makes more sense for him. Seems like he's played pretty well so far. What was his, what was his stat line? Uh, 11 total tackles, eight solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, three QB hits. That's pretty good. That's a very active day. Very active day, man. But, um, I, and I think also I think because of Phillip Rivers being being the quarterback that he is, you know, this team, they really – they. I, I think once they get their feet under them, I, and it's so hard to really, like, critique them because it is the first game. You know, there wasn't any preseason or anything. I don't think they're going to be very successful in zone. I, I don't think they're going to be very successful in zone. I don't think they have the uh, the experience to run zone. I think that that's where Rivers was really eating them alive was, was in the zone coverage. Um, and I think once that we figured out that we could, you know, run with them in, in on, on man, um, that's where CJ had or Henderson had his, uh, his pick. He had a couple of great breakups, a couple like key tackles too, that, that really showed, um, you know, that, that he had that first round, that, that first round draft grade. And, um, you know, also shout out to uh, Wingard. You know, he's usually a special teams ace, but he got a pick also. So, um, yeah, man, it's just just great, great team win. And Lambo showing that he's still Lambo. Oh, yeah. I'm happy That's with it. A step. Yeah, happy sure. with it, man. I was just saying, it just really, it just really shows that when you when you're um, when you're playing together, that you can do a lot of good things. And the fact that like the, the time of possession and Philip Rivers getting down the field it could have got out of hand very quickly, very quickly, very ugly. Yeah. But, you know, taking advantage of your opportunities. Uh, that was the biggest thing. Cause you know, they got outgained in yardage. They got out time of the possession. And I think they had more plays, but we had more drives. So the Colts really ought to be kicking themselves because they doubled us up in yards, beat us in time of possession and sacked the quarterback four times and they lost. Well, and that's where the takeaways. That's where the takeaways come in. Takeaways, yeah, the, a, a takeaway <coughs> can cancel a lot of things, and it canceled out two interceptions. Canceled out all three of those things, and that's because of team ball. Yeah, that's what it is. Team I mean, that, they're, they're plus they're plus two in the takeaway in in the takeaway margin. And again, remember there was a I think Smoot had a very costly um, offsides or encroachment that gave them an automatic first down. It was um, the um, the, uh, the 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 Hands to the face, wasn't it? Was it? Was it a hands to the um, face? No, no, no. The hands to the face came on the offense. That was when uh, um, uh, the center uh, he was uh, he something happened where he had like Robinson had like an eleven yard run, but they came, they brought it back because he had uh, Linder. He had uh, hands to the face, but that's right. I think there was one play where they were going to run, uh, where Indy was going to run the clock down, and. Philip Rivers just came out out of the huddle. Everyone holds your water. I'm gonna hard count these guys. And Smoot jumped jumped off sides, which would have given that, which gave them the first down for that. And then he had another costly penalty of uh, rushing or uh, roughing the quarterback in a third and long situation that gave him another first down. And then DJ Hayden um, also, I think it was in that same or it the Smoot 
roughing the passer. And then uh, in that same drive, DJ Hayden had a holding call on a uh, Kayla Vaughn chase on uh, interception that would have taken him back. So those kind of penalties like that, man, those are the things that really got to, if that's what we're worried about cleaning up, I'm, I'm okay with that. Granted, mm-hmm. it was the first game. If those are the things that we're working on right now, I, I, I think I think we're good at that. You know, Miles Jack, uh, you know, was where he needed to be. I think Schobert, um, you know, played exceptional. You know, actually having that that middle linebacker again, a couple missed tackles, everything else like that. Leon Jacobs w- was where he wanted to be. I think one of the things too that I noticed is that this team actually made adjustments. There's so many times where you and I have talked about it too, Derek, where like they, the teams they just come out. Uh, in the first half or the first couple of plays, and the 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 Jacks just don't react to it. And I think they made some 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 really good adjustments. And then there were some other parts where uh, Indy was coming out, and it seemed like Ty Hilton was just wide open. Uh, number fifteen, I can't remember his name, was just wide open. And seeing those adjustments where they started to actually have you know players in the vicinity, and then started actually making plays on the ball. You know those adjustments were were really key to to to, to lock them down too. Yeah, uh, Paris Campbell, I think was yeah. the team for the Colts. Yeah, he's yeah he 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 played well, you know. It's, uh, but hey, I'll take it anyway. A w, w is a W. W Bro, is a W. Victory Monday in the NFL. A dub is a dub, man. I'll take it. However, I can get it. I don't care. I, mean, I think it helps that expectations were so low that people are just unbelievably shocked and surprised. And one cool thing, I actually uh, decided to go. Uh, based on the fact that there was a rain forecast and I felt like that would wash away all the COVID, so I'd be okay. Um, so, and plus tickets were pretty cheap. So um, just to kind of, you know, touch on the the game day experience, um, they actually, we tweeted quite a bit of pictures on the main account of what it looked like and kind of what the experience was. So if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, just head to our uh, at down by the bank on Twitter and kind of look and see. But um, I just bought kind of some upper deck tickets and it was relatively empty up there in the, in the main corridor area. Um, the only complaint I would have is I guess they had new systems for purchasing. Uh, it was, it was cool cause you could do Apple pay and that sort of thing to pay, but it, it took them a while to check you out. Um, but when you did check out, it was all, um, disposable stuff. So cans and, you know, prepackaged food uh the soda machines were faced out into the air into the lobby so that you could just get your soda there if you wanted did, to did you get neat. food did you get food yeah i got a pretzel uh it was pretty good um so yeah i got that i didn't really <laughs> anything else i don't know that they had like a huge menu but i stayed in those those kind of generic um, areas for food. I didn't really walk down in the middle, which I did hear there was a little bit of buildup down there. I didn't get a chance to try the mobile ordering thing, which seems like something that's going to continue on past the COVID stuff just because it makes a lot of sense. But I did read on Twitter some people who wrote us saying that it wasn't working um, and they had sort of a buildup over there. So maybe it was good. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of funny is they kept having a QR code on the screen to, to vote for a song to play at like before halftime. And every time you do it, it would lead to a food menu at like three different times. So when they finally announced the winning song, it seemed quite fraudulent to me because <laughs> I don't know how anybody voted on it. Um, well, every, they, I mean, even the state, Hey, they didn't, they didn't have any games to work this out. Everyone's, yeah. every, everyone's running off of uh, off week one. Well, by the third time, I feel like somebody – I mean, I kept tagging the Jags account. And I was like, hey, this is leading to the, the Terrace Sweet menu. So you could get this like these options of like roasted turkey breast and pasta with authentic Italian meat sauce. There's nothing in here about voting for songs. And you're eating a pretzel. Um, 
Yeah, I'm eating a pretzel <laughs> with little individual mustard packets, and the pretzel was, you know, kind of stale. But that's okay. But um, the they did a really good job with the mask thing. Actually, the fans were really good. I didn't feel like anybody was throwing a fit or yelling that it was you know tyranny or anything like that or against their rights. Did, and they, play, the, did they play American Soldier in the fourth quarter? They, they did play American Soldier, so <laughs> everybody was pretty hype about that. Um, but they, they had the people walking around with signs that would tell you to, you know, remind you to put your mask on and all that sort of stuff. And it wasn't too obtrusive. So uh, to keep people from switching seats, because I thought kind of the advantage of this is that because it was so empty, I'd be able to just like buy the most upper deck seat possible and just move down over time, which sounds horrible. But they actually had the seats sort of like roped off where you couldn't do that. Um, so it sort of prevented you from moving around too much, which is fine. They gave away masks, which was really cool. Um, but overall, I thought the experience was good. I'm, I'm super interested to see how that would play out with more capacity because it was very limited. I mean, the, the attendance, if you see the pictures we sent, I'm sure what you saw on TV, uh, there weren't a lot of people there. So, of course, that stuff is going to go a lot smoother without as many people. Um, but, you know, I think they have a pretty good system in place. So I'm curious to see over the next you know couple home games if they start increasing that capacity limit, letting more people in and how it affects everything. Uh, but overall, I, they think they did a good job, and it was pretty fun to go out there. From a uh, from a from a fan perspective, also um, navigating the stadium traffic, you know, what what was that like? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was again, it was super easy because no one was really there. I mean, the entryway where they have the the ticket scanners, mm-hmm. uh, the new. Let me take that back. The new way that you walk in through security. You don't have to take anything out. You just walk through it and, and you're good. They didn't even make you raise your hat or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ticket scanning part still kind of seemed the same. I didn't really notice what was different about that. I almost had the impression that there would be – I thought it said there would be self-scanners where you'd walk up and you'd just scan your own thing and walk in. I don't know how easy that would be to referee and make sure people aren't like faking it or whatever. But right. um, aside from the security scanner, I, I didn't really notice anything different from that perspective. I think that will still be kind of a pain if, it, if the lines come back because it took her quite a while to scan my ticket. She was having me hold my phone upside down and sideways and all these things. And, uh, and it's NFC. So I don't really know why holding your phone a certain way would matter that much, but, um, but yeah, the, the flow was good. They, they had little stickers on the ground where if you were in line, you would wait six feet apart and all that. My main thing is it works with this limited amount of people, but you know, as, as well as anybody, when you're there, and we are at full capacity or near full capacity, those hallways get so crowded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the bathrooms get so crowded. And and I just I, – I can't imagine they'll get back to a point this year where they'll get to full capacity, even with mask restrictions, um, but maybe 50 60%, something like that. Good. It was a good effort, and it was cool. I thought it was nice that our team uh, and our city got recognition as one of the the few cities, or the only city, I guess, at least for Sunday, that actually had fans. I haven't watched highlights from any of the other games to see how that looked on TV without any fans. You guys can tell me because I think you guys have been watching the other games. Um, is empty, it, you know, empty, and fake crowd noise that is all off key. And uh, yeah, the the crowd noise is a little is a little <laughs> weird. But yeah. you really don't miss a lot of it because of the commentary. Like the commentary is still like kind of on board. Uh, you don't really get to see, you know, from a fan's perspective, you don't really see them scanning the crowds and, you know, 
getting that emotional reaction from someone whenever, you know, or surrender Cobra, you know, whenever your team is losing, somebody's just like, you know, you don't get to like make fun of those guys anymore. But, um, you know, all in all watching, I watched the, uh, the four o'clock game. I watched the, 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 uh, the bucks and, uh, the saints. And I don't feel like besides the crowd noise, like you mentioned, Derek, I feel like the broadcast and everything was still kind of on par. And then even watching, uh, you know, the primetime game, uh, you know, before before we uh, started now, I felt like, you know, again, the crowd noise is just a little bit off. But all in all, I mean, I, I'd rather have that with no fans than no football at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And you guys watching it on TV as far as the Jags with the little bit of fans they had versus the fake crowd noise in the other games. How did that play? Did it seem weird or did it seem okay? You know, at times at the Jag game, watching the Jag game, you could hear some fans because you could hear some talking, but it almost sounded like they were doing pumping in crowd noise too. Maybe not at the stadium, but maybe on television. Oh, it just sounded yeah, it sounded weird. I mean, either I was he- hearing things or or what, but I would you know I would hear a big roar, and I'm like, is there enough people there to cause a big roar like that? You know. Yeah. Um, I will say towards the end, like they it got kind of loud in there when we were trying to make those stops towards the end. It this was, was like the middle of the game, I noticed, like second quarter. Uh-oh. I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're, you know, got some artificial noise. Maybe this just on television. I mean, who knows? You know, there's there's no telling. The NFL, they'll do anything to make sure that the, the, the brand makes the money. Yeah, um, it had to have been on television because I really did not hear anything getting piped in there at all. Okay. Yeah, maybe I was just – maybe flipping back and forth to other games, I was just hearing it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you could definitely at the yeah. game, I will say, you could hear the players really clearly down there. Like if they yelled or, you know, were talking or, you know, cursing or something. I mean, it was clear as day at certain points, which was kind of funny. Um, but overall, I think it was good. Obviously, we're all excited after the, the first win of the season that I think nobody expected, which is pretty cool. Um, one thing that uh, I would like to say is – we're going to try to be back later this week to preview the next game for week two. But um, JK3, you had a, a kind of a cool company that reached out in regards to some uh, creative pens that they've put together, especially some Jaguars versions. Do you mind talking a little bit about that and sort of um, you know what kind of products they have out there? Yeah, man. So one of my uh, friends who runs the uh, at the Pen League, uh, they uh, do custom enamel um, pens for you know, pretty much a lot of the NFL teams and more specifically, uh, you know, with the Jags. So I was able to kind of reach out to him and get a couple of, you know, the old school sprawling Jaguar. Um, I got the, uh, I got a Minshew one. Uh, and then also just like a little kind of like gravestone that says like the DTWD Duval till we die. So kind of cool stuff. Um, you know, and in short, what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to try to stretch it out as much as we can. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and, and partner with the Pen League and go ahead and give out a couple of these pens. Uh, we'll post them on our social media, on our Twitter site as well, so you can kind of see what we're giving away. And, uh, you know, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know, maybe like a retweet, you know, if you if you retweet the episode or, you know, something like that. We'll get creative over what we're going to do and, and how we're going to kind of distribute these. But uh, a local company here in Jacksonville, you know, that is uh, making it through uh, the, the Pen 
pandemic. And I think it's pretty cool, you know, what they've done. Um, I've taken mine, a couple of mine, and put them on uh, my, uh, my my fitted hats and, you know, gotten some recognition on them already, even going to Publix and stuff like that today. So, um, yeah, if you, if you, when you guys do see it, um, just make sure you give them a follow on uh, Instagram um, at the Pen League. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure out how we're going to give them away. And I don't know, Corey, what, Derek, what do you guys think? You know, think you should give one out with this or something? Sure, let's do it, man. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like uh, if you want to enter, you could write like a five paragraph essay on how stupid Ronnie Harrison looked on Twitter today, something like that. Five <laughs> uh, paragraph, just just get or or, or um or what is it? Oh gosh, I'm having a brain fart, man. Or a GIF or whatever. Just put a GIF of Ronnie Harrison's GIF? reaction. Yeah, yeah what a GIF, GIF, whatever they call it. Uh, there's a, a a name for it. I know it's an acronym. I just can't think of it. Pretty sure it's called a GIF. GIF, GIF. Same thing. Not. I don't know. I think GIF's accurate, isn't it? Or maybe it is. Uh, GIF. Who, it's GIF. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows? It's all the stuff we have fun with. Maybe like write a poem about Leonard Fournette and his new experience with a real quarterback in the NFL. Or a simple retweet of the episode. Uh, retweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Re- re- retweet this episode. We'll we will uh, you know pick a winner and shout out to someone uh, and you know. Get, get your DM information on how we're going to get it shipped out and everything. But uh, all in all, it's really good to just be able to, uh, you know, partner with another company, somebody get, that can put some customization to your, your your Jags gear, whether it's, you know, if you got a shirt, jacket, you know, anything like that that you want to stick a nice little uh, pin on. And they're pretty cool, man. Uh, you, so you guys follow us on our, uh, our on our Instagram and um, you'll see it. And yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. All right, cool. We'll post that. And again, just like you said, we'll, we'll keep it easy and reasonable. Just retweet the uh, tweet here with this episode and uh, we'll get you in there in the running to pick some money in the next few days to give it out. And we'll keep doing that over the next few weeks. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we appreciate you guys for uh, listening. We'll be back later this week to talk about week two, uh, maybe some uh, anecdotal thoughts uh, again about week one. And otherwise, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could subscribe, leave a rating and review, that would be great. We're also on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and all the other little podcast uh, subscription programs. Um, we're on Twitter at Down by the Bank, and also on Instagram at Down by the Bank Podcast. So again, thank you guys for listening. Week one, we're one to know. That's exciting, uh, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.